One of the Islanders' two injured players returned to practice yesterday. We have all the latest. We also have our weekly farm report and a lot more coming up on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Broussard tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, Islanders fans, welcome to Wednesday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. So glad you could join us today, and thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Got a lot to discuss on today's show. One of the two Islanders who have been out of the lineup for about a week now with injuries has returned to practice. We've got the latest. Is Anthony Bavillier part of the core of this team going forward? We'll debate that. We have our weekly farm report as we discuss all things Bridgeport Islanders. And uh, we've got our Islanders birthday of the day, a big physical defenseman from the late 2000s, early 2010s, so make sure you join us for that. If you've got something Islanders-related on your mind, if you have a question, a comment, a topic that you'd like us to discuss on the show, feel free to send us an email, the email address, lockedonislanders at gmail.com, and if you leave your first name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the show when we discuss whatever it is that's on your mind. You can also follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Isles, and you can follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings, and I am live tweeting during nearly every Islanders home and road game, so I'll give you some instant insight and analysis, and always great to interact with fans during games and, and really any time, so feel free to contact me via Twitter and uh, great to always interact with the fans. All right, the, let's start with the news. Zidano Chara returning to practice on Tuesday. He's back on ice with the Islanders. He's missed the last five games with an upper body injury. Been on injured reserve retroactive to last Friday, February 26th. Uh, so right now, Still waiting on uh, whether or not, you know, the fact that he's back at practice is good, but he is still on injured reserve, has to be activated, hasn't been yet. Matthew Barzal, who has also missed the last five games, Barzal with a lower body uh, injury, he has yet to participate in practice, did not uh, practice with the team on Tuesday, so it looks like Barzi is a little further behind Chara as far as his return. And if you think about it, I think that makes sense because you're talking about Barzal with a lower body injury. 
even think back to when the injury happened. Barzal was hurt. We saw the the play, the replay. You could see him screaming in pain. He came back later that night to try to play. He could skate on a straight line, but changing direction, turning, big problem for him. And if you think about how much a part of his game, skating, and the ability to change directions is, you know why Matthew Barzal, they're going to be conservative with him right now. When you add in the fact that the Islanders are pretty much all but officially eliminated from the playoff hunt right now, there's no need to rush Matthew Barzal back at this point. But as soon as we hear something about Barzi's status, we will let you know. Wanted to talk a little bit about Anthony Bavillier. And, you know, we've been talking throughout the uh, course of the last few shows about the trade deadline, which is now less than two weeks away, and what are the Islanders going to do, and, uh, you know, the things that Lou Lamorello has said is that he's not for a complete strip down of this team. He doesn't have to blow it up and build it back up from scratch. He still believes in the of this team, and I agree with that. I, I think that the core of this team is solid. This year was bizarre. The Islanders were hurt by a number of factors, the long road trip to start the season, the COVID outbreak that really decimated the team in November and into early December, and then they just could not recover from that 0-8-3 stretch. But all of those things set aside, if you take Lou Lamorello at his word, you have to identify the core. Now, there are guys who are on expiring contracts. Zidane Chara is on an expiring contract. Zach Parise. Uh, Cal Clutterbuck. These guys, uh, Andy Green, their contract is up at the end of the year. If you can get something for them at the trade deadline, it makes sense to trade them away. But you don't want to trade away guys who are part of your core. You're not touching Matthew Barzal. You're not touching Pelic and Pulak. You're not touching J.G. Pajot. But what about Anthony Bevilier? Is Anthony Bevilier part of the core of this Islanders team. And, you know, coming into this season, Bavillier really was expected to be on the second line, the B&B line with Brock Nelson and Josh Bailey. Obviously, that kind of hasn't worked itself out just yet. But, you know, here's the thing. What is Anthony Bavillier at this stage of his career? In 50 games this year, 9 goals, 12 assists, 21 points. That puts him at a pace for about a 36-37 point season over 82 games. He's a minus 11 in the plus minus. Um, His average ice time is almost 17 minutes a game, which is, uh, quite honestly, uh, the second highest of his career. But what is he at this point? And he has never scored in his career, and this is his sixth NHL season, 21 goals back in 2017-2018 is essentially his highest total. 
39 points in a season. Now, okay, it was in 68 games, and that season ended because of COVID. So let's say 45 points is his high. That's still, at best, more or less a little better than a point every other game. What is Anthony Bavillier? And I think the answer is, at this point, he is a third-line forward. Occasionally, he could step up on the second line. He can give you a little help on the power play, probably second unit in a pinch. But realistically, on a good team, Anthony Bavillier is a third-line kind of a guy. He's earning $4.15 million a year. That's his cap hit also. He's 24 years old. He'll be 25 in June. To me, this is Anthony Bavillier. This is who he is, and more or less, this is who he's going to be. And if he does take another step forward in his career, I'm not thinking he becomes a 25-goal, 55-, 60-point guy. He is going to be, at best, a 20-25 to goal, 50-point kind of a player. And a third-line kind of a player. And to me, realistically, uh, I don't think he is a necessary part of the core going forward. He is a useful piece, but they're asking him to be a top six forward a lot of the time. And quite honestly, that is not, he doesn't have the offensive skills to consistently produce the points you need from a top six forward. He's definitely not a first liner. He's realistically not a second liner. To me, at this point where he's 24, he'll be 25 during the offseason. If you can get something good for Bavillier, if you can make a reasonable deal, I'm open to listening. Not because I think he's a terrible player, but because I think this is who he is and we can spend that $4 million better uh, bringing a younger player, perhaps, a prospect, someone who could develop into something more rather than holding on. To Anthony Bavillier. Love to hear what you all have to think about that. And uh, feel free to uh, email the show again, lockedonislanders at gmail.com, or make a comment on Twitter. Be interesting to hear what everybody has to say. What's happening down on the farm? The Bridgeport Islanders played three games this past weekend, and uh, we have the latest as to who the stars are and, and where the Islanders' top prospects are. So the farm report coming up and more on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. This is the time of year I've pretty much given up on all my New Year's resolutions, but not this year. I'm sticking to my resolution to eat right thanks to Built Bar. It almost feels like it's not really a resolution because I actually enjoy eating them. Have you tried the Puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best-tasting bars. Puffs are the first-ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy. They're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar. They're a treat. And like all Built Bars, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite. They include some incredible flavors like yummy, cinnamony, churro, coconut marshmallow, and my favorite, banana cream pie. So good, 
They're going to be your new favorite. And most Built Bars contain just 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, but pack 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCK15, and get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. Thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen. Now for your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast, nightly recaps of every NHL game with analysis from our local experts every Monday through Friday. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. Time now for our weekly farm report as we look at everything happening to the Bridgeport Islanders. And, you know, let's start with this. The Bridgeport Islanders Arena getting a new corporate sponsor. It is now going to be known as the Total Mortgage Arena. A 10-year naming rights agreement was reached with Total Mortgage as Webster Bank declined to purchase the uh, naming rights. It was the Webster Bank Arena for 10 years. That deal expired in January, and now it will be known as the Total Mortgage Arena, and uh, look, that arena will be hosting the NCAA Women's Basketball East Regional Round and the new signage already in place for that. So good news for the Bridgeport Islanders, the arena getting uh, a new uh, naming rights sponsor, and uh, it is now the Total Mortgage Arena in Bridgeport. Three games uh, last week for the Bridgeport Islanders, and we we talked about that, and it was a successful weekend overall for Bridgeport. Friday, last weekend, they were home against the Wilkes-Barre-Scranton Penguins. Chris Terry, two goals. Andy Andreoff with three assists. That was his career high. And Arno Durando with a goal and an assist. Also played in his 100th pro game as the Islanders skated to a 5-4 win. Islanders uh, down 2-1 after one period, took a 3-2 lead heading into the third and were able to hold on and get that job done. Meanwhile, uh, the Islanders also Saturday picked up yet another win against the the Scranton Wilkes Bar Penguins. And uh, you know, this one was a four to two victory for the Islanders. It was stick it to cancer day at the arena. So that was all is always a, a good uh you know a good occasion and the Islanders skate away with the win. So two straight wins over the Penguins, that is uh, a big thing for this Islanders team and why? Well, that's one of the teams they're chasing as they try to fight for playoff position. And it was the third straight win for the Bridgeport Islanders. The Penguins holding on to that final uh, playoff spot just a little bit ahead of the Islanders. Jakob Skarik, 36 saves in this one. And for Andy Andreoff, by the way, he played in his 500th professional game of his career, and Arno Durando 
uh, getting a goal in his fourth straight game in this one. So overall, a solid uh, win for the Islanders. Wilkes-Barre got off to the one to nothing lead, but by the end of the first period, the Islanders had scored twice to take the lead back, and it was uh, a lead they did not relinquish. So a four to two win there. For the Islanders, unfortunately, on Sunday, the Islanders went to Hartford to take on the Wolfpack. They got a goal from Cole Bardrow. That was a shorthanded goal, his second shorty of the season. But the winning streak came to an end, a four to two, a four to one, excuse me, loss to the Hartford Wolfpack. So the Islanders' top farm club coming up short against the Rangers top farm club. I hate to even say that, quite honestly, Uh, but that is indeed what happened. And we look at the leading scorers right now. Chris Terry comfortably in the lead with 19 goals and 43 points. Otto Koivu the next with 36 points, and he has 26 assists to lead the team. Andy Andreoff, 14 goals, 32 points. Arno Durando, uh, 29 points, 11 of those goals. And as far as uh, defensemen are concerned, Parker Wotherspoon, who did get called up uh, in Zdeno Chara's absence, uh, he leads all defensemen with 16 points, uh, three goals, and 13 assists for Parker Wotherspoon. Grant Hutton right behind, six goals, 15 points for him. And uh, again, it's sort of a close race right there among the defensemen. As far as the goaltending is concerned, Skarik now 13-11-4, a 9.06 save percentage and a 2.95 goals against Corey Schneider uh, in 19 games, 7-9-2, a 9.10 save percentage and a 3.05 goals against average. So, uh, Seemingly, the Bridgeport Islanders play better in front of Jakob Skarik, but better save percentage, slightly anyway, for Corey Schneider, but the better goals against average for Jakob Skarik. So those two, fairly comparable overall, although Skarik better in the shootouts. Uh, He has saved almost 82% of his shootout shots, while Corey Schneider has saved almost 77% of his. On the schedule for... This week now, the Bridgeport Islanders again with three games over the weekend. They'll open it up at home against the Hershey Bears Friday night at 7 o'clock Eastern time. Uh, Then two road games Saturday and Sunday at the Providence Bruins Saturday at 7.05 p.m. in Providence. Sunday, 3.05 in the afternoon in Providence. Now there is a game next Wednesday morning a 10.35 a.m. game on the road against the Springfield Thunderbirds. So depending on when we do our uh, weekly farm report, we may have that included in next week's report. So we do this almost every Wednesday. We do it every week, and we'll keep you up to date on the Bridgeport Islanders and everything that is happening to them Coming up on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast, we've got our Islanders birthday of the day. And again, some more thoughts about the core of this team, who may be staying and who may be going at the trade deadline. All that and more coming up 
on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Time now for our Islanders birthday of the day. And uh, we are a little bit early, one day early, but it will be the 47th birthday on Thursday for former Islanders defenseman Andy Sutton, the Kingston, Ontario native, one big defenseman, 6'6", 245, played four years at Michigan Tech, and then broke into the NHL with the San Jose Sharks, later played for the Minnesota Wild, the Atlanta Thrashers, and then joined the Islanders in 2007-2008, all the way through the late stages of the 2009 2010 season, so three years on the aisle, uh, finished 2009-2010 with Ottawa, then played for Anaheim and Edmonton before retiring after the 2011-2012 season. For his NHL career, Big Andy Sutton, 676 games, 38 goals, 112 assists, and 150 points, 1,185 penalty minutes. His best season with the Islanders, statistically, 2008-2009, he only played 23 games due to injury, but scored two goals and 10 points, 40 penalty minutes in those games. As far as the most points in 2009-2010, 54 games, four goals, 12 points, and 73 penalty minutes. The thing about Andy Sutton, not a dirty player, but big, physical, and easily the kind of guy who You know, if you're a goalie, you want to have an Andy Sutton on your team to move opposing players out from in front of the Islanders' goal. We're going to go back and look at one of Andy Sutton's better games with the Islanders. October 21st, 2009, at the Nassau Veterans Memorial Coliseum, the Carolina Hurricanes come to town. Cam Ward is the goalie for Carolina, going up against Dwayne Rolison for the Islanders. And the Islanders get on the board first. Matt Molson, his fifth, with the assist to our Islanders' birthday of the day, Andy Sutton. Time of the goal, 8-11. At the end of the first period, the Islanders led 1-0. Brandon Witt of the Islanders and Scott Walker of Carolina dropping the gloves in that first period. In the second period, Blake Como headed off for interference, and Matt Cullen of Carolina Tied it, his second of the year, Rod Brindamore and Joe Corvo helpers on that one at 534. Isles and Canes all even at one apiece. But the Islanders retook the lead a little less than five minutes later. Tim Jackman, his first from Nate Thompson and Richard Park. That was the Islanders' fourth line back then. That made it 2-1 to Isles at 1032. And then, less than a minute after that, our Islanders' birthday of the day, Andy Sutton, his second of the year from Jack Hillen and Blake Como at 11.21. Isles up 3-1 after 40 minutes, and things were looking up. But in the third period, Carolina getting back into the game. Eric Stahl, his third from Ray Whitney and Yoni Pitkinen at 14.01. That made it 3-2. And then UC Jokinen, his third from Yoni Pitkinen, just a minute and two seconds later, and all of a sudden, that 3-1 to one lead, gone. 3-3, we go to overtime, nobody uh, scoring there. So we go to a shootout, and the Islanders get goals from Jeff Tambellini in the first round, Franz Nielsen with the patented backhand in the second round, and then John Tavares in the third round, 
All three of them score. Islanders win the shootout 3-2 to two, as Dwayne Rolison was able to stop Sergei Samsanov in the first round. Uh, and that was enough for the Islanders to come away with the 4-3 to three win in this one. And for our Islanders' birthday of the day, Andy Sutton, one goal, one assist. He was a uh, plus one. He scored on his only shot on goal, and he picked up two penalty minutes for roughing in this game. So, again, a very happy birthday to Andy Sutton. Sutton will turn 47 on Thursday. He is our Islanders' birthday of the day. Couple of more quick thoughts about the core of this team and who should stay and who should go. There are players like we've talked about Simeon Varlamov, where they could use Varlamov, but he may be more valuable right now as a trade chip, knowing what Ilya Sorokin has become uh, and the fact that there's still one year left on Varlamov's contract. What about guys like Josh Bailey? Could you get someone to take Josh Bailey with that big contract who has a couple more years left on it? Or do you still consider Bales part of the core? These are tough decisions that Lou Lamorello is going to have to make, and we will break them down each day uh, in order to give you the best idea. And again, always great to hear from you what you feel about some of these players and whether they belong as part of the core going forward for this Islander team. We will be back tomorrow. We'll have a full preview of the Islanders game against the Columbus Blue Jackets and a whole lot more. Thanks again for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Host Steel Roden and Flip Livingstone help you become the expert of your fantasy league. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. That does it for this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. And of course, let's go Islanders.